Do you ever wonder why your baby takes so long to feed or needs absolute silence to sleep? Do you ask yourself why your toddler wants to sit on your lap for the first 20 minutes at a playgroup while other kids just seem to jump right in? And with all these and other behaviors that you notice in your child, do you think your parenting can change any of it? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory, and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply, and what should you reject? That is the big question, and in this podcast, we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer, and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. Today's episode is a deep dive into your child's temperament. Based on what I had understood temperament to be and hearing how other parents talk about temperament, I'm willing to say that there's a big misunderstanding about what temperament is and how it's affecting your life as a parent. I think many parents believe that they can parent their child into becoming a certain type of person. But from everything I've learned from my mom, Dr. Solomon, Most parents aren't aware of the role that inborn temperament plays in a child's behavior and demeanor. This role is further reaching and much more complex than most parents realize. If you have a baby or a young child, then this episode may have one of the most profound influences on you as a parent. Keep listening to hear how much your baby's inborn temperament affects how you feel about being a parent and how your baby's inborn temperament actually influences your experience of parenthood. So let's begin. What is temperament? When your baby arrives, she already expresses her emotions. That is how she feels in her own particular way. She will also feed and sleep in her own particular way. She will respond to you, to other people, and to events in her own particular way. She will do so because of the genes she inherited, her inborn characteristics, and her life in the womb. Again, she arrives this way. In the first few months, parenting has not yet had any effect on her. So... Babies arrive with their own temperament. In the literature, there are four main types of temperament that about 65% of children fall into. She can be easy, she can be difficult, she can be hesitant, or she can be extremely shy and fearful. The remaining 35% of children also arrive with their own particular temperament, which is a mix of the characteristics of different temperaments. Before I get into explaining the four main types of temperament, I want to explain that the type of temperament your child has plays a huge role in the way you will parent and bring your child up. This is true for all parents. So, What happens is that a baby arrives with a certain type of temperament. The parents, often without knowing it, begin to parent their child in a certain way that is greatly influenced by the type of temperament their child was born with. 
From my experience working with families, it's become evident that many parents don't realize the extent to which their child's type of temperament is influencing their parenting. So, within the first year, there's actually a circle of influence that begins and lasts forever. What this means is that your baby arrives with inborn characteristics, you react to this, these characteristics, and parent the way that you do. Your baby then reacts to your parenting, and you react to her reaction, and this continues on and on. It's well-researched, and I'll get into it later in this episode, that some parenting is ideal for some types of temperament. And I say ideal because this type of parenting brings out the best in a child of a certain type of temperament. I'll mention here that most of the developmental researchers have shown that temperament is inborn, but there are some studies that suggest these characteristics develop after birth. Either way you look at it, your child's temperament influences how you parent, and your parenting plays a role in modifying these characteristics. I started answering your question about what temperament is by explaining that it is inborn with the genes she inherited. There is research showing that the brains of children with different types of temperament are actually physically different from each other. So the brain structure is different, and so are levels of brain chemicals like dopamine and serotonin. As you listen through this podcast episode on temperament, you will hear us talk a lot about the inborn characteristics and a child's inborn temperament. When we talk about inborn, we are talking about the brain structure and the brain chemicals that your baby arrives with. Let's now go over the main types of temperament. What's the first type? The first type is called easy, and it sounds like what it is. Easy babies have a positive disposition. An easy baby cries little and is calm in general. She pees and poos regularly, and they are adaptable. She responds favorably to new situations, even being picked up by a stranger. She also sleeps at regular hours and regular intervals. She is mildly active, very comfortable in her bed and in your arms. And so what's the second type? The second type is called difficult, and this is because she may be very difficult to parent. She cries a lot and very intensely and isn't easily comforted. You may have to walk her for hours. She's irritable. And we aren't talking about babies with colic here, because colic is unrelated to temperament, despite the fact that colic babies may be difficult to deal with. But it's not a characteristic of their inborn temperament. A difficult baby reacts with crying to new situations, such as being picked up by a stranger. She will even cry when being put to bed in a new room, even by her own parents. She wants to feed at irregular times and does not sleep well. She also pees and poops at irregular times. She has a high activity level. She kicks and twists in bed and sometimes even when she's held. And so now what is the third type? 
The third type is called slow to warm up in the literature, but we will refer to this type as hesitant because her responses are almost always hesitant. She responds slowly and with low intensity, even to her parents. She's not as difficult as a difficult baby. She doesn't cry as much or as intensely, and she will calm down much more quickly. She is cautious with people and warms up slowly to them. She is also hesitant when adapting to new situations and will take time to feel comfortable. She won't necessarily cry when picked up by a stranger, but won't be as comfortable as an easy baby in this situation. Again, she is hesitant. Even with her parents, she acts hesitantly and responds slowly to them. For example, if a parent walks up to her crib, she won't smile and kick like an easy baby. She won't look irritated like a difficult baby. She will just lie there and look at them. She really is hesitant in all of her reactions. And so finally, what is the fourth type? The fourth type is an extremely shy and fearful baby because this is how she reacts to new people and new situations. I want to be clear about shyness. The children belonging to other types of temperament can also be shy in certain situations. But the extremely shy and fearful baby is one who is consistently shy and fearful in almost any new situation that arises. She also may be difficult to parent, but in a different way than the difficult baby. She reacts with fear to new toys, to new people, to a new room, etc. So she won't approach them and she won't let them approach her. Another point about the extremely shy and fearful baby is that she differs from the other types of babies in a major way. The other three types of babies are consistent in their reactions to their parents and to others, whereas the extremely shy baby is inconsistent. What I mean is that an easy baby is consistent because she is easy with her parents and is easy with other people like a babysitter or her grandparents. A difficult baby is consistent because she is difficult with her parents and is difficult with other people. A hesitant baby is consistent because she is hesitant with her parents as well as with other people. But an extremely shy baby is inconsistent because she is comfortable with her parents and extremely shy and fearful with other people and in any situation that is new to her. So now that we've gone over the four main types of temperament, and we understand that these are inborn characteristics that babies arrive with, Will children always be like that, or can they change? I'll start by saying that certain inborn characteristics can be pretty stable over the child's lifetime, but parenting can play a big role in how stable the characteristics are. Parents can either make inborn characteristics stronger, or parenting can make certain inborn characteristics weaker. Even though this is true, I want to underline that every child is different and may react differently to certain parenting behaviors than another child would. Not all difficult children are the same. Not all hesitant children are the same. Nor would each difficult or hesitant child react to parenting in the exact same way, for example. 
Every child is different, even siblings, even identical twins. But who your child is, the W in our wise parenting formula, is essential for knowing how to parent her for the best long-term outcome. So how can simply knowing the W, who your child is in terms of inborn temperament, help parents? Your child's temperament is a group of characteristics that are inborn. Knowing this, that these characteristics are inborn, that your baby arrives with them, can sometimes in itself be a big relief to some parents. It means that their baby was born this way, and it's not their parenting that makes their baby generally irritable, unpredictable with eating or sleeping, less sociable, etc., in the first few months. Most parents know that all babies are different, but from what I've seen, most parents really expect to have what is called an easy baby. This doesn't necessarily mean that parents think that having a baby will be easy, but they expect a baby with the characteristics that we described as being an easy baby. Here are examples of what I mean. Most parents expect that when their baby sees them, she will be happy, smile, and gurgle. They expect that she will feed easily, meaning she will take her feeding sessions regularly, and they don't expect her to take an hour to feed at every feeding with bouts of sleeping in between bouts of sucking. They expect that she will sleep between feedings in a crib or bassinet, They don't expect that she will only sleep well in their arms. They expect she will cry at times, but will be soothed once in her parents' arms and transfer easily back to a crib or bassinet. They expect that she will sleep sufficiently to give her parents a bit of time off. If we look at the statistics, we find that only 40% of babies react in the way that most parents expect. Only 40% of babies are characterized as easy babies. So what does this mean? It means that you have a 60% chance of having a baby who is difficult, hesitant, shy and fearful, or has a mix of different types of temperament. So how does this information help parents? It helps because I've seen many couples quarrel in the early months because they think that the parenting of one or the other parent is causing their child to be hesitant, fearful, or difficult. This is simply not true. And had they had this information early on, they may not have quarreled at all, or to at least not to the same extent. Just knowing that these different types of temperaments exist at birth can also help parents who have more than one child or are expecting a second or third child. Knowing that their children will differ in their W, in who they are, and knowing the different types of temperament can help them to react to each child in such a way that avoids a lot of frustration, disappointment, and second-guessing. An interesting point to keep in mind is that how a parent perceives their child plays a role in how they will respond to their child. Most parents don't know the details or the categories of different types of temperament, so will usually see their child as an easier child or a more difficult child. I bring this up 
because now knowing the four types of temperament, your child may be quite different from how you perceived her to be. Or at the very least, you may feel reassured to now know that the behavior you've seen actually belongs to a particular type of temperament group. This leads me to one of the key messages we're trying to give you today. Most parents want their child to grow up to be independent, to be self-confident, to be successful, to get along with others, and to have a positive outlook. The best way for your child to grow up to be her best self is to parent her in a way that recognizes her W, who she is. Knowing the differences between all the main types of temperaments can help you to better recognize who your child is and parent accordingly. Just as our wise parenting formula sets it out, knowing, accepting, and working with who your child is is the optimal and fastest way to get on the right track for the best long-term outcome. So it's clear that knowing what your child's inborn type of temperament is can be very helpful when making parenting decisions. So how can parents know which type of temperament their child has? So let me start by saying that knowing what your child's type of temperament is important because your parenting may strengthen your child's characteristics or your parenting may weaken your child's characteristics. So how do parents know what type of temperament their child has? Well, the easiest way is to think about your child when she was an infant in the first few months of life. Here's what you can do. There are four behaviors you can look at. The first is how easily she fed in the first few months. Did she take a long time at every feed? Did she need to feed every few hours or more frequently? Was she erratic or consistent in how she fed? The second is how easily she slept. Did she wake often? Did she transfer easily to her crib or bassinet? Did she need to take consistent naps? Or did she need to nap occasionally and on no particular time schedule? The third is how much she cried. Again, colic aside, did she cry for long bouts before your soothing calmed her? Did she cry a great deal or very little in general? And the fourth is how active she was. Activity level is a proportion of active time periods to inactive time periods. So, was she very active much of the time? Did she kick and move her arms a lot? Did she squirm a lot in your arms or just cuddle in? If you have an easy baby, she would have fed and slept on schedule and slept well. She also would have cried little and have been moderately active, easy to hold in your arms and moved little once she was put down. Her mood would have been generally easygoing. If you have a difficult baby, she would have fed and slept at unpredictable times and cried easily and a great deal. She would have been very active, moving her arms and legs a lot. She would have been harder to hold comfortably in your arms and would have continued to move a lot when put down. She would have been easily upset, difficult to soothe, and generally irritable. If you have a hesitant baby, 
She would have reacted cautiously to feeding, latched on more slowly, and held on less tightly. She would have slept regularly. She would have cried more than an easy baby. But despite a lot of crying, she would have been easier to calm than a difficult baby. She would have been largely inactive, and her mood would have been generally indifferent. If you have an extremely shy and fearful baby, the main indicator would be that she reacted fearfully to anything she wasn't familiar with, even if presented by her parents. Having listened to what I just said puts you in a better position to identify what type of temperament your child has. If you're having difficulty figuring out which type of temperament your child has, your child may belong to the 35% of children who have a mix of types. If this is the case, try to identify what your child's mix is composed of. The more you can identify what this mix is, the more you will be able to adapt your parenting, which I'll talk about later in this episode. So now we can move on to learning about how best to parent a child who is easy, difficult, hesitant, and extremely shy and fearful. Let's start with an easy baby or child. How should parents act and react with an easy baby? To begin with, I want to reiterate something I said earlier on in this episode, which is that a child's temperament will affect how the parent parents and how the parent parents will in turn affect how the bit child behaves and this goes on in a continual interaction or circle now for an easy baby whether your child is truly easy or you perceive her as easy an easy baby will usually bring out the best in a parent her characteristics of a general good mood her happy disposition, her feeding easily, her overall predictability, and her ability to calm down quickly all work together to make her parents feel that she loves them, that they're doing a good job, and that they're raising a happy little baby. This is key because even though they aren't thinking it through, this is how parents want to feel, and the easy baby gives them that feeling more than do the babies of other types of temperament. In reference to the continual interaction between a baby and her parents, with so many and consistent good feelings for the parents, they are able to respond to her needs with more energy, patience, and enthusiasm. The truth is that an easy baby is very forgiving with parenting behavior that isn't optimal. This doesn't mean that parents who recognize that they have an easy child should make less of an effort to parent as best they can with patience, understanding, empathy, etc. So now let's talk about a difficult baby and child. A difficult baby is very difficult to parent. Her characteristics of a general irritable mood, her crying a lot and being difficult to soothe, her restlessness, her poor sleep habits, and unpredictability all work together to make parents feel frustrated, irritated, and impatient. She also makes them feel that they aren't doing a good parenting job. 
If you have a difficult baby, you have a mountain to climb because difficult babies need even more comforting patience, understanding, and empathy. Even as you try to soothe her and comfort her, she has difficulty showing you that your attempts are what she needs. Two things often happen with parents who welcome a difficult baby into their lives. The first is that anything and everything they do doesn't seem to please her. She communicates by crying and with a high activity level, and even though she needs her parents to soothe and comfort her more, she doesn't get that message across to them. They may try their best and walk her for an hour, for example, but she doesn't calm, so they stop, convinced that no matter what they do, it doesn't work. This is how difficult babies are. What they can't communicate to their parents is that even though their behavior is difficult, they still need them to continue to comfort them and soothe them and not give up. All other babies will sooner or later be able to clearly indicate to their parents that their needs are being met, but not a difficult baby. So in turn, her parents, who are exhausted and are at their wit's end, feel that whatever they're doing is wrong. As time goes on, they become irritated and resentful of the baby. They also start to feel guilty about their negative feelings that are growing over time. The second thing that happens with parents who have a difficult baby is that because the parents do not succeed in calming or soothing their baby in a way that they would hope or expect to, their frustration and irritation grows so much that their mindset changes and they perceive that this is all the baby's fault. They've tried everything they could and nothing seemed to work. So their resentfulness and anger start to come through to the baby. As I've explained, there is a continual interaction between a baby and how the parents parent. In the case of the difficult baby, this continual interaction often becomes more negative. The parents' negative feelings grow, their responses are less sensitive, the baby becomes more difficult than before, and the parents' negative feelings and behavior gets even more negative. It's a very bad cycle, and it is also hard to break. So if you have a difficult baby, know that it's not you. It's not your initial parenting. Your baby arrived this way. As with all types of temperament, your parenting can strengthen or weaken your child's inborn characteristics. Of all the types of temperament, this one is the most demanding on parents who have to respond for months, if not years, with great patience, empathy, understanding, and comfort. It takes tremendous effort, energy, and self-awareness for parents to overcome their negative feelings about their baby in order for their baby's difficult characteristics to weaken over time. Knowing more about a child with a difficult temperament can help to reassure parents that their great efforts will eventually be rewarded. This knowledge is also helpful because it can help them to lower their expectations in the early years. They can stop expecting their child to act like an easy baby, and in the end they are more forgiving 
with how their child behaves. With greater understanding comes greater empathy. If the parents can react with a great deal of empathy, understanding, and comfort, the chances are that by the time the child starts kindergarten, she will be much less difficult than she could have been. If parents react with anger, and as the child grows older, react with punishments, will make a difficult child more difficult and may even lead to behavior problems in the future. I'll say it again because it's so crucial, especially with a child with a difficult temperament, that working hard at reacting with patience and kindness will work to smooth the rough edges of your child's temperament. Particularly when parenting a child with a difficult type of temperament, reacting with patience, acceptance, understanding, proper guidance, and ensuring that the child doesn't feel rejected will help to head off behavior problems in the future. Please understand that I'm not suggesting that your patience, acceptance, and understanding be such that you permit your difficult child, who is now a toddler, a preschooler, or older, to do unacceptable things like being destructive, being physically aggressive, being verbally aggressive, etc. What's important is how you assert yourself as a parent, which you must do. You must stop the aggressive or destructive behavior while remaining calm, as difficult as this will be for you. When asserting yourself, be careful not to put the child down by saying that she's bad, she's impossible, etc. Putting her down will only put you on a path to a more difficult behavior to deal with. Okay, so we've gone over an easy and a difficult type of temperament. Let's move on to a hesitant type of temperament. How should parents act and react to a baby with a hesitant type of temperament? Some parents with a hesitant baby may find it difficult to parent her. Her characteristics can be frustrating for some parents. The baby is hesitant and slow to warm up to people and new situations. She is cautious, even with her parents, and she has a general low intensity. Their child simply isn't very much fun. So some parents may find it frustrating, but other parents may not get frustrated by this behavior and perceive their hesitant baby as easy. Even if they recognize her hesitant behavior, they may in fact like it, in which case they will react like parents of an easy child. As I've explained a couple of times, parenting can either strengthen or weaken the inborn characteristics of a child. Parenting with patience, comfort, empathy, and understanding will help to weaken her hesitancy over time. Parenting in this way will come more easily to parents who can either relate to the feelings that underlie the hesitant behavior or who simply are not bothered by it. On the other hand, parents who find the hesitant behavior annoying will probably be more impatient, be more dismissive of the feelings that cause her to hesitate, and they will be more pushy to get her to interact more quickly. 
In my experience working with families, it's clear that there is a misunderstanding about how to parent these children and how to help them to be less hesitant. Many parents think that in order to help their child to be more eager, to interact more quickly, they must push the child to change. This is the wrong way to go. As wrong as it may be for the child's optimal development, however, it is understandable in a way that parents do this, and I'll explain further. There are many things at play when parents act like this, when they are impatient and annoyed with their hesitant child. First of all, they simply don't relate to their child. This is because they themselves are not hesitant. In fact, the research shows that only about 10% of children are hesitant. So it is unlikely for both a parent and a child to have this type of temperament, for both of them to approach new situations in the same way. And not being able to relate comes out in different ways. Some parents feel bored with their child, whereas other parents feel annoyed. Either way, they are quick to push their child to engage. Second, it has to do with the parent feeling disappointed by the reaction of their child when they're trying to do something to please her. For example, when a parent presents the child with a new toy or brings her to a fun activity and the child barely reacts at all. There's no indication that she is happy, pleased, or even unhappy with what her parent has done for her. There is little immediate reaction, and this is what qualifies her as hesitant. Parents are quick to feel impatient, frustrated, and annoyed with her slower reaction, and sometimes act accordingly. Third, it has to do with social norms. In our society, we expect people to show a certain amount of enthusiasm and eagerness to interact and socialize. So when a young child is slow to show this type of behavior, parents are embarrassed and disappointed. They feel that somehow she looks weak. They're embarrassed and disappointed that their child is behaving this way and they feel their child's behavior reflects poorly on their parenting. They feel that they are being judged by others and so are quick to push their child to behave in a more socially acceptable way. As the child gets older, many parents feel even more impatient and annoyed. Many believe that it's okay for a younger child to be hesitant, but is unacceptable for an older child to behave this way. They will respond to their child with comments like, go play, everyone is playing, do something, eat faster, or roll their eyes in exasperation with their child's hesitancy. The parents feel even more embarrassed and disappointed by their child's hesitant reaction. This is especially so in fun and positive circumstances, like the child being handed a gift or invited to join a game. Again, these parents are quick to push their child to engage and to react more quickly. I found that, in my experience, that when parents come to understand the reasons why they're so annoyed with their child, their annoyance and disappointment in their child's behavior begins to decrease, and they are able to be more accepting of their child's inborn 
characteristics. As much as all these reasons for feeling annoyed with their child may explain why they tend to push their child to engage and interact more quickly, this will not help the child to interact more quickly. On the contrary, the research shows that with acceptance, patience, and understanding, the child may become less hesitant. So what does this mean? What can parents expect? If parents are able to work on remaining patient and understanding with their child's inborn tendency to react hesitantly, how much can their child actually change? It depends on the child. Some children will respond to patient parenting in a short time, meaning that if allowed to go at her own pace, she will join the group and interact within the time span of the event. So, maybe after 30 minutes on her parents' lap, she will get up and play with the other children. Or she may need an hour before she gets up to play. Either way, she will warm up eventually and join the group at some point if she's not pushed or forced. Other children need to attend many events with patient parents before they consistently initiate joining and interacting with the group. There are two important points to understand and remember about a hesitant type of temperament. The first is that some parents are quick to push and force their child to engage and interact more quickly. If they would just stop pushing, they are more likely to see their child engage and interact on their own terms at their own pace. Pushing and forcing their child to go against her inborn characteristics will probably strengthen these characteristics. This is exactly the opposite outcome to what these parents are seeking. The second point is that if the parents can work on waiting patiently and accepting that their child simply needs more time, they may in fact see their child engage and interact more quickly as time goes on. It may take time, but empathizing with and being patient with her inborn hesitancy will eventually weaken it, and she may eventually react with greater spontaneity. Keep in mind, though, that these traits are inborn and may be stable over time, but there may not be a great change. She will never become a raging extrovert. Okay, so now we've gone over an easy, a difficult, and a hesitant type of temperament. Let's move on to an extremely shy and fearful type of temperament. How should parents act and react to a baby with this type of temperament? An extremely shy and fearful baby can also be difficult to parent, but differently than a difficult baby or a hesitant baby. Her characteristic of responding negatively and quickly to an unfamiliar situation, anything from a new toy to a new room, is what distinguishes her from difficult and hesitant children. This type of temperament is mainly a social thing. It's clearly evident in social situations where she absolutely refuses to be involved with unfamiliar people. These children are timid, shy, and fearful. She will hang on desperately to her parents and will often cry. 
Whereas a hesitant child will slowly warm up to a new situation and new people, an extremely shy and fearful child may or may not, depending on the parenting they have received. If a parent is patient and accepting of their child's feelings, a hesitant child will, after some time, warm up to a new situation and, on her own, engage and interact. An extremely shy and fearful child in the same situation will not warm up and engage unless she has been parented by an extremely sensitive, responsive, and highly involved parent. A big difference between a hesitant child and a shy and fearful one is, one, the fear. She really shows signs of being afraid. She shows this by being extremely clingy and hanging on desperately to her parents. And second, as a baby, she cries and fusses a lot more than a hesitant child. Unlike some parents of a hesitant child who may view the hesitant behavior as relatable and even easy, all parents of an extremely shy and fearful child will view her as difficult. Of all the temperament types, the extremely shy and fearful child may be the hardest on parents. The child needs constant reassurance, patience, and understanding. What does this mean? It means that the parents can't relax and enjoy themselves if they go out with their child. It means that when they do decide to attend a social situation, they can expect to spend more time attending to their child's needs than socializing, and they may even have to leave early, all because of the inborn characteristics of their child. Again, this is a very tough position to be in as a parent. So, what can parents of an extremely shy and fearful child do? Can their parenting actually help things? To help a child outgrow this extreme shyness and fearfulness demands tremendous work from the parents, an enormous amount of patience, understanding, and efforts to read and adequately meet the child's needs. It's a tremendous amount of work for parents, but the research shows that as these children grow up, if they've received the very sensitive parenting we've described, they may overcome their extreme shyness and fearfulness. This doesn't mean that parents shouldn't take them to essential appointments and events. For instance, even if their child is very fearful of the dentist, the parents must take her to her dental appointments. Parents shouldn't waver about situations that involve health, safety, and whatever else the family deems as extremely important. These children will have to face many situations they're fearful of, but when parents insist that they do so with great kindness, patience, and empathy, they are preventing potential future problems, which can be quite serious. So is there anything else that can help parents understand their child better and work with their child's inborn temperament? Before being able to understand their child better and work with her inborn temperament, parents have to recognize and accept her inborn temperament. For some families, 
depending on who the child is and who the parents are, this will come easily. But in other families, parents will have to work harder to truly accept the W, who their baby and child is. No matter which type of temperament a child has, the research has shown that acceptance of the child's temperament and acting accordingly, as hard on the parents as this may be, is what determines whether the characteristics of their child's inborn temperament will strengthen or weaken as she grows up. As I mentioned earlier on in this episode, parents who share their child's temperament or parents of an easy child will have an easier time being patient, understanding, and meeting their child's needs. Parents who have a hesitant, difficult, or an extremely shy and fearful child will have to work much harder to see long-term positive outcomes. And please keep in mind that a lot of the results of your patience and understanding will only truly be evident as your child gets older, goes to school, becomes an adolescent, and so forth. So take heart. The effort and energy you put in today will pay off. When it comes to a child's development, there are many influences that you can't control, like daycare and school educators, peers at school, friends of the family, extended family, a loss of a parent's job, etc., but you can control your parenting. This now brings us to the E in the wise parenting formula. Education can be so helpful to parents. Knowing what the main temperament types are, knowing that the key characteristics of each type are inborn, and knowing which type of temperament your child has, or that she has a mix of temperamental characteristics, can help parents control their own emotions when their young child behaves in a way that they don't expect or like. In my experience working with and helping families, I have found that when parents learn about the role of temperament, it makes it easier for them to accept their child and feel more confident that they can make better parenting decisions. There are two ways in which this can play out. A parent may enter parenthood and come to feel uncomfortable, inadequate, that what they're doing doesn't seem to work. They tend to become unhappy and disappointed about their child. When they learn about temperament, they learn that the aspects that they're having difficulty with, with their child, are related to temperament. It isn't that they're an inadequate parent, and it isn't that there is something wrong with their child. Essentially, their knowledge helps them to get out of that negative space. Once they're out of that negative space, they can then begin to feel more comfortable and competent in their parenting and more at ease with their child. Another parent may enter parenthood and feel very comfortable. This parent will view their child's temperament as fairly easy to handle. But knowing more about the different temperaments and their characteristics will nonetheless be helpful. They may learn more about their child 
and they may find it easier to be more open-minded about other children and their parents. And especially if they have another child, they will be more prepared to not assume that a second child will be like the first. And if different, they will be more prepared to adapt to the second child's inborn temperament. So that wraps up our bonus episode on temperament. We discussed that temperament is a set of behavioral and emotional characteristics that children are born with. Shortly after birth, parents begin to notice some characteristics in their baby. Characteristics such as having predictable or unpredictable sleeping and eating patterns, being irritable or calm, and being more active or less active. Other characteristics appear sometime in the first few months. Characteristics such as being more sociable or less sociable, being more inhibited or more outgoing, being able to adjust to change easily or with difficulty, and being generally happy or generally unhappy and irritable. Many parents are not aware that many of the characteristics that they start to notice in their baby and child are inborn. A lot of what you experience in the first few months of becoming a parent comes down to the brain structure and brain chemicals that your baby arrived with. Your child's inborn temperament has a great impact on the way you feel as a parent and how you parent her. And how you parent her will affect how she reacts and behaves. Many of us parents focus either on our child's behavior or on our own behavior, and we don't realize that we are in a continuous circle of action and reaction with our child. And our child's inborn temperament greatly influences this continuous circle. So on a final note, for decades, the research has been solid on showing that parental characteristics such as patience, kindness, empathy, and understanding while setting limits bring out the best in children across the board. But it's only recently that parents in general have become aware of these scientific findings. I'm willing to bet that if you're a parent today, you've heard the terms positive parenting, gentle parenting, mindful parenting, etc., that being said, however, I think that many parents have difficulty understanding and implementing the concepts of positive parenting. I think parents need better guidance as to why they should work hard at being more patient, empathetic, and understanding with their child all the while remaining assertive as a parent. So why do I bring this up? Now knowing about the circle of interaction between a parent and their child, which is greatly influenced by the child's inborn temperament, I think many parents are misled in thinking that their positive behavior will quickly and automatically lead to positive results with any child. This simply isn't true, and it isn't fair to parents to make them think this. For example, a parent who has a child with a difficult type of temperament will not see great positive results in the short term from their patience and understanding behavior, whereas a parent who has a child with an easy type of temperament will see immediate results. Knowing that parenting with patience and empathy is always the way to go 
regardless of temperament, is just as important as knowing that the feedback parents get from their child may be very different. Fairly quick, positive feedback helps make parents feel like they're doing a good job and motivates them to continue with their positive behavior. But positive feedback that is extremely slow in coming increases the chances that parents will give up on their positive behavior and resort to negative ways of parenting. So, knowing that the positive feedback may be extremely slow in coming helps parents stick the course with being patient, understanding, and empathetic. We hope that we've helped you to understand that all children will differ in their W, in who they are, and knowing the different types of temperament can help parents react to their child in such a way that avoids a lot of frustration, disappointment, second-guessing, and switching between negative and positive behaviors. I also hope that we've helped you to understand why it is so important to be patient and understanding, and that being patient and understanding is the way to go, even when, with some children, it may take years for parents to see the benefits of their hard work. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one -on -one guidance from Dr. Solomon, the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.